you've got questions, we've got all the answers when it comes to sex and more. This is the A to Z of sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Every week, we pick a series of topics that you've been wanting to know about. It's an encyclopedia of sex, intimacy, relationships, and so much more than that. Let's get things started. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I'm a sex and intimacy coach and a psychologist, and I've been working with people for more than 30 years to help them create their ideal sexual and intimate relationships. This show is to explore the erotic alphabet to help you learn more about sex, desire from A to Z, and everything in between to help you create that sizzling relationship you always wanted through solid science, real-life stories, and interviews with an exciting variety of experts. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. I invite you to call in or write in with your questions for me or my guests, and it's Lori Beth at DrLoriBethBisbee.com. Today, the letter A is the letter A, and A is for arousal. So arousal is where all sex begins. And joining me to talk about arousal and then later in the show to talk about conscious relationships is Anita Cassidy. Having spent her 20s in advertising sales and management, Anita got married and had two children aged 31. So far, so socially acceptable. Age 35, she stopped drinking and quickly rediscovered both her libido and her love of life. Anita had her first book, Appetite, a novel about food, adultery, marriage, and change, published in 2018, and is currently working on a trilogy about relationships, family, alcohol, society, and sex. In 2017, she co-founded the only conscious relationship community, Aletheia, and the website and socials as well as other projects underneath this umbrella are all growing. Happily co-parenting her two children, she is active on the BDSM scene in London as well as loving art, theater, and Thai food. She lives in central London and her primary relationship is with herself and her city. Let's start with arousal. So sometimes people are really surprised to find out that arousal begins in the mind. Even for those of us who first experience arousal through visual means, seeing someone we find attractive, for example, we don't necessarily realize that vision is not simply in the eyes. The eyes are only one part of that visual system, and the main part of the system is located in the brain. Arousal is a physiological state that comes about because of stimulation, so it can be either positive or negative. We get aroused when we are frightened or angry, and the same process goes on in our bodies as when we're aroused sexually, at least initially. All of our senses can trigger arousal. The taste of something delicious can set off sexual arousal, and seduction is the art of creating arousal in someone. Using all the senses creates the strongest response, so the best seductions incorporate as many sensory elements as possible. Now, when it comes to arousal and pleasure, no two people are the same. Mystery Vibe combines the best of humanity and technology to bring you a truly personal pleasure experience. The world's first body-adapting vibrator. You can bend crescendo to suit your every desire. Take your solo or partner play to the next level. With a mobile app that commands your pleasure across six motors and countless possibilities. Oh, and you can even make your own unique vibration pattern. Crescendo is loved by all, from Women's Health to Forbes. So go to Mystery Vibe today. That's mysterybibe.com. Now, smell is one of the quickest sparks to arousal, and also one of the quickest ways to spark disgust. 
Even people who don't notice a sense of smell much react to a variety of smells. Smell is deeply linked to memory and the quickest way to retrieve memory, positive and negative. If you don't like the way your partner smells, you probably won't get aroused. But if you do like the way he smells or she smells, you can be turned on even if you don't like the way they look. I know that for me, smell is intensely arousing or intensely off-putting. And what about for you, Anita? I've never considered myself as someone that's got a really strong sense of smell, but I've really noticed that even when I haven't seen someone properly, my nose can literally have me being pulled in their direction. I walked past someone in the street once, and I don't think I even really clocked his face, but I felt my whole body and my face turning to follow them and to watch where they were going, and I'm really confident that that was the smell of something coming off him towards me that you know, attracted me to that person. That's so interesting. I know for me that um, one of the most upsetting situations I ever had with smell was I became engaged to a guy. He was really lovely. I was in the beginning of graduate school. He was adorable, and he was sweet, um, and he took care of me, and he treated me like a princess, but I could not get past his smell. Wow. And he didn't have a body owner. No. You know, it wasn't like there was something wrong, like he was unclean. It just couldn't get past his smell, and I had to end the relationship. It wasn't something you're attracted to. It's really, yeah. like you say, and you're not, you're not in control of that, are you? You know, we're not in control of what we do and don't respond to. And I think trusting that your body is telling you something when you're drawn to a smell or drawn to a person or that your body's responding and your brain is responding in a way that feels good, um, it's important to trust that, I think. So I, I, I agree with you. And I think that, you know, arousal sometimes is actually really so far back, so unconscious. We're so unaware that um, we're becoming aroused until it's right on top of us. And we don't really know what it is that set us off. Absolutely. Because it can be something that happened a, a while ago, I guess. It can be something that happened before. The memory, the smell, the touch can be, it can be a build-up. I think for me, arousal is often linked with anticipation. So yeah. looking forward to something, that can really, that's important to me, that idea that you can anticipate and begin to get excited knowing that something pleasurable is coming my way. Yep, and, and anticipation is fantastic. But also there's this thing about the energy, and I guess that that's built into anticipation. There's yeah. this thing about the energy of a person in a situation. So you may not be able to figure out exactly what it is that is doing that, that's bringing that arousal. Um, and then sometimes you, you can find that you just have trouble no matter what, no matter what the sensory situation is, no matter what the energy is, that you're just not getting aroused. And maybe it's a situation in which you usually would get aroused. And that can be quite upsetting. Yeah, it can be confusing when you're not responding in the way that you're used to and not responding in the way that you're expecting to. Um, I guess the important thing is to trust that it's okay to not find those things arousing at that point in time and just take a break or do something else, but also just to kind of, yeah, trust yourself. And there is, you know, there is that thing where you can do things in order to increase arousal. And that sometimes where things like where I mentioned Mystery Vibe before, that, that kind of using a toy can actually help build arousal when for some reason it's it's not coming about naturally. And I put that in quotes because I'm not sure what naturally really means under these no. circumstances. And I think your, your comment earlier about the fact that 
all the senses coming together makes a difference. And I think actually if one set of things, if touch isn't working, try smells, try eating, try something else, you know, visual stimulation. I um, I love to read. You know, I love reading erotic. Yeah, I love using it. I love reading erotica. I love words. I think for me, words and images have a really powerful effect on on how I'm feeling um, and on my sense of arousal. And I think maybe someone reading something to you can be very sexy. Incredibly sexy. And I do think that, again, we're back to the idea that this starts in the brain. So for me, um, the term is sapiosexual. It's when you're turned on by intelligence. Um, For me, one of the biggest turn-ons there is, is a really good conversation. Um, So I like a really good conversation with somebody who's a bit brighter than I am that I have to kind of rush to keep up with. That'll do it. That'll do it for me. So there's that. And then reading erotica to yourself, but having it read to you out loud is outrageous. And there you're using your ears as well as your brain. Yes. To create this. And you create But again, creating that kind of atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Safe space where you can really kind of go into that sense of arousal and really kind of enjoy that whole body sensation. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely love it. I think I like the buildup. And that's another thing for people to think about. That sense of kind of something growing, something, the energy building up. I think that, again, that chemistry between people, but also that thing that's happening within your body and really tuning into that sense of kind of building up and kind of really starting to blossom in something that's going to be quite exciting. And, of course, the more attention you pay to what it is that gets you aroused and how you get aroused, the more control you have of building your own arousal. Mm -hmm. And that's great because if you do have problems, then you can actually do stuff for yourself that's going to increase things, um, which I think is, is superb when you can do it yourself. It's really important to know where you'll go, what your go-tos are, I think. It's like, I know that certain images, I know that certain experiences, being blindfolded, for example. So losing some senses can really make me feel aroused and make me feel excited. And I think sometimes kind of playing with those kinds of things can be fantastic. Brilliant. So we're coming up to a break and we'll see you when we get back. Looking forward to it. And we'll be talking about conscious relationships in the next segment. Discover, explore, and celebrate your sexy right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to moves and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. How do you feel about a non-monogamous lifestyle? Does it sound enticing? Are you worried about what others might think? 
Your questions are answered on Sex Uninterrupted with Tara and James. It's a discussion about the swinger lifestyle, non-monogamy, sex, sexuality, and where it all fits in. All we ask is that you listen with an open heart and an open mind, and you will find your desires and fantasies can come true. Tune in to Sex Interrupted with Tara and James every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drloribethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to the A to Z of sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Um, we are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. And today it's the inaugural show. So we've started off with A. Now, this segment of the show, Anita Cassidy and I are going to talk about conscious relationships. So I'm going to start out by asking Anita, what is a conscious relationship? For me, I've always defined conscious relationships as any relationship with any person. So that's friendship, work, love, or sex, where you've intentionally chosen the nature and form of the contact and communication that you have with the other person or people. So that can sound a bit dry, but for me, I think it's very much about intention and reflection and actually making a choice about how you interact with someone rather than default to a social norm or to how you've always done something with an individual or in a, with a person or a group of people. I think that's a nice definition. It, work, it really works for me. The whole point of being conscious in what you do is knowing that you have choice and taking responsibility for the choices you make. It doesn't mean you always get it right. It doesn't mean it's always the best. But there's something about actually knowing that I am making a choice to enter this relationship with this person or this type of relationship and see where it goes. Absolutely. I think it's really important to talk about relationships and choice because so many times, especially when things change, we could often look back and be like, oh, you know, did I, did it, was it the right thing to do to be with that person for this long or to be in that friendship or be in that workplace or, or be married or be in that relationship? And I think if you know that you're making all your decisions at that point in time with some degree of awareness based on what you know about yourself and about the other person and what you need right now, then you can have that trust and faith that whatever you do, you're making the right choice for you right now. And you don't have to worry then about what that might look like in the future. And you don't have to worry about regretting that choice later on. Well, and I'm, and for me, it's it really is about knowing exactly what it is that I want. You know, what do I want in this situation? And um, if... I'm making a choice. I'm making it based on my needs and desires right now and based on what I want right now and what I know now. Now, when things change, then I review that choice. Absolutely. Also, I think that, that there's a lot of sense for people when they fall in love with somebody that um, it's something that happens to them, yes. right? I met this great guy or this great gal um, or this great fluid person and oh my God, they make me feel amazing and I'm falling in love with them. Yes. And then... Things happen and suddenly I'm out of love as though I have no control over it. That, that, that oh. we locate that um, experience 
in the in the other person. Absolutely. We have no agency. And agency is so important it, to how we feel, to how good we feel, um, and so and how we experience a relationship. So if you're looking at it being conscious, then you know that it's not just that person over it's there happening at you it's that's not right happening at you yeah you know, and it's great to get lost in being in love it's great to get lost in that sense of oh my god this person's so incredible and they see me and i see them and it feels fantastic and i think getting lost in it is great but conscious relationships aren't about losing that energy and that excitement they're just about knowing it's happening and why and actually, the more aware you are of things like new relationship energy and the fact that actually you can make choices about how you behave in relationships, the more you can enjoy those things. Exactly. Exactly. So that so that's conscious relationships overall. And one of the things that I know you and I have talked about before was some of these um, dating trends um, that are less than conscious, I think, really. Um, yeah. So we're talking about things like, um, now, I should say that I know that these are dating trends that have been around forever. We just haven't had words for them, but it's the millennials who have chosen the words, so we call them millennial dating trends. That doesn't mean that millennials invented them. However, things like ghosting. Yes. Right? Um, which is very much, to me, feels like a conscious choice to... Um, to lose empathy, <laughs> Do you know, it, it feels like a conscious choice to avoid. It's yeah, it's very avoidant. But I mean, it's it's based on fear. I mean, we all, no one likes making someone else feel bad. I mean, and I think at the bottom of that behaviour, there is a real, there is concern for the other person, but there's also fear, fear of being the person to cause the upset. So we kind of vanish thinking that will help, um, but actually, it doesn't help. And you want. So being direct and being honest is always, always the best option, but unfortunately, it's never the easy option. Indeed. So there's that. So people ghost, and that's hard enough. And for people who don't know what ghosting is, that is really when somebody just disappears off your sphere all of a sudden. Yeah. They disappear yeah. from your social media, and, and you can't get a hold of them in any way. I mean, I think for me, the most powerful experience of that was I've been talking to someone for a while, and then literally, I was about to meet them. I was arranging to meet them. I'm literally moments away from going to be where I think they're going to be. And their face vanished from the, from the photo on the chat on the WhatsApp. Whoa. Their face vanished. So I'm like, oh, my God, what's happened? It never happened to me before. And so all of a sudden, their photo's gone. And obviously, the, I realized that they just, they, they'd cut me off completely. And I'm literally stood in the street thinking I'm about to meet that person. And they've literally, literally vanished. Like oh my god! That's so really like literally like falling like the floor falling out from underneath you. That is so shocking. I mean, that's so shocking. Then there's like orbiting where people vanish except on social media, which I think is worse. Where they kind of where you know they're looking at you and then you know they're following your stuff, but they don't actually talk to you. Exactly. Terribly creepy. Or or what what was curving? Curving was, curving was an interesting one. So curving is when you let someone down without telling them you're no longer interested in them. So you suddenly become busy. Yes. Suddenly become busy or suddenly keep saying, as I've experienced, where someone can say, oh, we definitely must do that thing we were going to do. I'm like, oh, yeah, when? And then it never happens. You're and like, it never happens. oh, and then you, and actually you end up feeling like you're insane because you're like, well, you keep saying it's going to happen and then it doesn't happen. Um, and that can be, 
again, it's about the lack of clarity, isn't it? And the lack of confidence to really communicate what you want and need. Like if you really don't want to see that person again, there are kind and careful ways to say, you know, I'm unlikely to have time for that in the next six months and just kind of, you know, break it to the person or even better, just say, my feelings have changed. I'd rather not do that now. Yeah, and I, but I also think that people, some, there are times where no matter what you say to somebody to let them down um, easy or nicely, they're not going to hear the message. And I think sometimes these things happen because people have had experiences. Absolutely with, yeah, right, with, with oh, yeah. trying to get rid of somebody nicely. Yeah, I've had not, plenty of those. Yeah, I've yeah. had plenty of those. Again, you don't, it's the, the abuse and the aggressiveness from people of all genders, really. But mostly men, unfortunately, when you've told them you're not going to give them what they think they want. Yeah. And then you get all this stuff. And so it's actually easier to kind of disappear. But that's actually the antithesis of having a conscious relationship. I think Absolutely. I think that's a really important thing to say. So conscious. They're good things, aren't they? They're good things to know not what not to do. These are things yes. you would never do if you're relating consciously. <laughs> um, and the last one I want to end with before we're going to end up ending this segment um, is Kitten fishing, because I thought it was hysterical. Wow. So cat fishing is, is you know, when you completely make up a profile. Everybody knows about this from the television show, right? And you're, you're not the person in the profile. Yeah. Kitten fishing. Kitten fishing is when your picture was taken 10 years ago. Wow. <laughs> or, or you've heavily Photoshopped it. It has to be heavily, yeah, heavily I've been, edited. I've been on dating apps too much. All these things have happened to me. <laughs> yeah. Kitten fishing. So you're expecting to see this guy, gal, person in their 20s, and they show up, and they look like they're in their 40s. You know, that, that is really amusing. Yeah, that's crazy. And you, and you know things, you're setting yourself up for such a hard fall, aren't you, as well? I mean, it's so it's so much of this is about delaying the inevitable pain, yes. isn't it? All of these behaviours are about, I know there's pain coming, but I'm not going to, I refuse to experience that now. I absolutely <laughs> refuse to. And therefore, here are all these really complex, time-consuming things I'm going to do instead. Well, so so I've got, you know, I've got somebody who said that they, that, that, that this is like, they, they can call this the Kardashian where you're actually you're actually physically changing things, I believe. Wow. I believe that's what they're referring to. Um, so we're heading into commercial break. Um, we've talked a bit about conscious relationships. Next segment, I want to talk about sex trends for 2019. Um, 2019, we have trends in everything, right? There's always there's there's articles with trends. In fact. Posting trends has become as popular as posting resolutions in January now. Okay. However, we definitely want to talk sex trends for 2019 and see what we think of what the predictions are for the next year. And I would invite people to think about adding in that consciousness to all that they do as they examine these trends and they go out and they try things on and they go out and they play and experiment and experience that they do this consciously. Absolutely. Good idea. So I am looking forward to this. Um, if anyone has a trend that I haven't thought about, um, if I don't mention your favorite trend, please email it, phone in, uh, feel free to do that afterwards, and I'll cover it next week. I look forward to seeing you back in the next segment, um, and this is a great time for us to take a quick break.
Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter. All on thesexylifestyle.com. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. What is your level of sexual expertise? Want to find something new? Listen for Sisters of Sexuality every week on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. There's no judgment here, and every topic is safe and sex positive. So we'll explore them together. It's time to push your sexual boundaries and try some new experiences with your hosts, Taylor Sparks, Parrish Michelle Blair, and Jet Setting Jasmine, with Marla Renee Stewart and Tiffany Janae. You won't want to miss a single show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. This is the A to Z of sex, featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails, too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Welcome back, guys. You're listening to the A to Z of Sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We're in segment three, and joining us this week is Anita Cassidy. So in segment three today, we are talking sex trends for 2019. Um, so let me give you the first one, and we can, t- we can chat about it afterwards. Refinery29 is predicting that the first trend for 2019 is getting stoned before having sex. Now, they say that this is because of the legislation that changed in so many places in the U.S. and Canada that made um, cannabis or marijuana legal, and also that CBD oil has anti-inflammatory properties and it helps increase blood flow. So what do you think about this first trend, Nita? I think it's a great idea as a way to get relaxed if it's something you're used to. My only experience of smoking has seen me end up feeling very queasy and very, very tired. <laughs> and certainly not sexy at all. So I think if it's something you're used to and it does feel like a relaxant and it does help get you in the mood, then fantastic. But I think for me, it would just be and it would just be something that would put me off rather than turn me on. For me, a lot of us older folks were used to um, a different kind of marijuana, um, a different kind of weed. Um, and a lot of the stuff now is, is um, cultivated for specific things. I was amazed when I walked into a shop in California at like how many different varieties and they're, they're targeting specific things. And a lot of it seems to be a lot stronger than when I was growing up and using in my 20s. Um, and so um, I would be very careful because I tend to fall asleep um, and get the munchies. And neither of those is great for sex, you know. Um, if you up on the couch and doze and snack, then you can yeah. do that anyway. But if you're trying to get yourself interested in some sexy time, then probably that's one to avoid. Yeah, I don't think that's the best. 
So the next trend, there are tons of sites that are predicting that non-monogamy and polyamory is the next trend for 2019. And I know you have stuff to say about this, as do I. So what do you think? As do you, I'm sure. I mean, I've been non-monogamous now for four years, and I think I would love I would love to have known about this when I was in my tweet teens and 20s. I would love to have had this as an option for how to conduct my relationships. I defaulted to monogamy because I had no idea that there were other ways to be in relationship with other people. And I'm not sure that I would have been ready emotionally and practically to cope with the challenges of non-monogamy or poly in my teens and 20s. But I'm just so relieved that it's out there in the, in the public domain as something that's being talked about. So for me, I defaulted to non-monogamy when I was very young because that was just the way that I was. I got a lot of criticism for it. So I did manage to do a monog- one monogamous marriage, um, um, which was pretty much sexless. Um, and, and that's probably the worst possible scenario is to, is to have restricted yourself to only one re- sexual relationship and have that relationship be sexless, right? So no sex, that's, eight that's years. Awesome. That's just too common as well. That's the problem. You know, that's the problem. So Incredibly yeah. common. So, um, I mean, I love, I mean, I am non-monogamous. Um, I'm non-monogamous with rules, and most of us are. Um, most of us have a variety of different rules that we follow depending on the relationships that we have. And since I'm in a hierarchical relationship, um, I probably have more rules than other people do. Sure. Um, but there it is. So that's fine. I'm not sure I like it being trendy. And I, I think the reason I'm not sure I like it being trendy is although it brings more awareness to us and it makes it less freak, freaky for people to hear this and people get less shocked and we have less problems from being non-monogamous because it's trendy. Um, you also get a lot of people deciding to do this and entering into relationships without actually thinking about it. Uh, then that's the thing it has to be consciously chosen yeah Um, I mean I haven't done anything but read about non-monogamy for about four years now and I think it takes a lot of work and a lot of self-understanding to be able to operate openly with multiple people yes again I've seen too many people myself going into this in their 20s and and kind of laying waste to a lot of you know kind of people around them as they kind of blunder through the landscape all very excited and kind of engaged but maybe being a bit clumsier than they might be if they're taking their time a little bit more but not even in their 20s I need I need to say the fact that it's trendy means that people who are older people in their 30s their 40s and 50s who never considered it or entering into it without thinking it through or they see like something on television that makes them think that in fact it's actually very easy um, that um, that you can do it and, yeah, you know, let's just be casual about this. And, and, in fact, your communication skills need to be much higher if you're choosing to be non-monogamous than if you're choosing to be monogamous because, why? You have to communicate with more people. And also anything that involves feelings and sex is anything uh, is really anything but casual, I think. You know? And it can really, it sparks off so many challenges that I think most of us just aren't really, don't really have the skills, most of us, including myself in that, to deal with those and I think getting support and getting practical help really makes a big difference because you can read stuff you can talk to people you know but ultimately I think getting some really kind of professional support making big changes like that especially to a current relationship especially to a marriage yeah yeah and 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 so that's one of the areas that has been difficult so let's move on to one of the next trends um let's see fewer faked orgasms I like this one (laughs) <laughs> 2019 is going to be the year where women are going to actually tell their partners what they want. 
and not fake their orgasms. Well, if this is true, this is wonderful. This is great news. It's great news. I mean, you know that I believe that honesty is really important and it's incredibly important to make sure that you're clear with your partner. And that's something that you really don't want to mess up. You want to be clear and open and honest. And that means fewer fake orgasms by definition. I remember reading once some poor girl who'd basically, she was reading about other people having orgasms, having never had one herself. She'd only ever faked. And she read somewhere that people's toes often curled. And she found herself thinking, oh, I must, I must curl my toes next time I fake my, oh my God. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And I think that for her, that was a real turning point. She was like, oh, my goodness, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm crafting a performance here. And maybe what I should do is take a step back and think about why I'm not orgasming and why I can't tell the people I'm with that I'm not enjoying this to the level I, I could be. Well, and I know- uh, those communication skills are so important. That ability to say, Do you know what, you know, reinforce the stuff you like and nudge people away gently or, if needed, firmly away from the stuff that you don't. Indeed. And I think, you know, one of the things here, though, is that oftentimes people will decide that they can fake it in a new situation because they're anxious and so they find it harder to get off. So it's new and I won't worry about it. And that becomes interrelationship and, and now they're stuck. You're trapped in a cycle then, aren't you? Oh, but it worked last time. And I think, again, it's that avoidance thing, isn't it? We come right back to what we said earlier about the fact that you're avoiding some discomfort now, but you're basically making it so much worse later on. I know. I would say as well, if you're feeling super anxious in those early encounters, then really, again, probably waiting a bit longer till you have sex with someone, certainly any form of penetrative sex or where you're expecting to orgasm or hoping they will, I think probably just try and wait a bit longer before that happens so that you do feel more relaxed and therefore you are more likely to enjoy it. I mean, I think that's a great thing to point out and and actually have a conversation about it before you do it. Um, I don't know if there are any questions on any of the topics we've been covering today. I like need to let you know that there's no such thing as a stupid question. So please call in and write and ask away. I guarantee you, you are not the only one with this question. It's never that way. I have never had one question that only one person was concerned about. In fact, usually the person who finally stands up and says, hey, um, you know, I've got a question. Everybody else is, is like, oh, thank God. Thank God somebody asked that. So please either call in or if you're not comfortable enough to call in and be heard on the show, do feel free to write in at Beth at drlauriebethbisbee.com. And um, I will answer your questions if I can this time. And if I don't get it until next time, feel free to write in after the show. And I will also answer your questions on the next show if we don't get to them today. So here's one last um, trend. It's a sex toy trend. So for this year, the sex toy trend for BDSM, which is now mainstream, it's the flogger. Now, I thought this was pretty funny because floggers can be anything from made of um, rabbit fur so that really all you're doing is caressing your partner Mm. to made of bullhide, which I can tell you very clearly hurts like a bitch. So I'm not sure what flogger they're talking about, but they are talking about floggers being the trendy item to have if you're into BDSM. I would advise you to get some training if that's the case in how to use these, where to hit and where not to hit. Yeah, I was going to say my experience, I've had experiences of both the kind of soft, tickly, made handheld things, but also a horse whip. And it's a very, very different experience. Indeed. 
it's really important to, again, just enjoy exploring that. Again, take your time, talk about it beforehand, go and talk to someone that knows what they're doing in a shop that's near you or get some advice online. But yeah, just and enjoy it, but also be careful because I think, again, it's, um, it's a shame to ruin something that could be a lot of fun by going in too hard too soon. Yeah, what I would say is actually, I wouldn't even say get advice online. I would say actually go find somebody to show you. Yeah. If it's a physical skill, you need to practice it. Um, you you want to practice it on somebody who can't be injured and who isn't going to hate your guts if you hit the wrong place or if you hit the, in the wrong tempo, sure. wrong speed, and the wrong um, level of hardness. I know there's a word I'm looking for there and I'm missing it, but really, it's definitely something that I would suggest that people find a class. Find somebody who can mentor them. If you're not sure, go to one of your local munches and ask, anybody here know how to use a flogger well and is willing to show me? Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a great way to meet new people and break the ice as well. Indeed. And Indeed. Then bring that community into your relationship life. Yes. So um, for the next segment, we're going to be covering questions. If any come up, if none have come up, we are going to talk a little bit more about these wonderful trends. And then we'll talk about what each of us is up to in the next month, where to find us before the end of the show. So um, please, if you've got a question, just call in or write in and let us know. Um, the only question that's a stupid question, as I said before, is the one that you don't ask. Really, I know people are, are embarrassed to do this, but it really is so simple. We're willing to talk about anything, so don't worry about embarrassing us. Yeah. Feel free. And if I don't know the answer, I can usually point you in the direction of someone who does. So we're about to head to commercial break. I'd like you to think about those questions and get them in as we're in the last segment so we can at least talk about one question in this show. I'd like to try just one, just one little question. Okay, head off for that break, and you've got a little bit of time right now while we're hearing our commercials to consider what it is you want to know about the A to Z of sex. I'm Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee, and we will be back in a couple of minutes. Explore your deeper desires. Listen, learn, and live sexy here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. Are you ready for your erotic journey? Join host Lexi Silver every week for SDC's Seek, Discover, Create, the radio show. Whether you're new at this journey or well-traveled on the sexual road, we'll help you find your way with guest experts and hot topics about sex, relationships, and your health. You can also connect with the communities of SDC.com for even more advice and discussion. Listen every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. 
This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey, welcome back to the A to Z of sex. I am Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet, one letter at a time. And this week is the inaugural week. So we are on A, which is for arousal. So this segment, the final segment of the show, we want to be talking about any questions you've got, at least to start. So um, I have go a ahead. I have a question. Yay! And I have a question about arousal <laughs> and, and communication, actually. So I was wondering, you know, if there are things that you are curious about or that you think arouse you or that you know that arouse you, but which you're not sure how your partner's going to react when you bring it up, Maybe it is something to do with BDSM. Maybe it is something to do with something a little bit unusual. Um, you know, how do you how do you bring that up with someone? Okay, so um, this is the case where I think coming out and being blunt is not necessarily very useful, particularly because what you don't want is to have somebody reject things out of hand. Like even, yeah. yeah, even though they don't, they may not even know what something is, but they don't like the sound of it, and they go, "Ew, no!" And then people get more embarrassed and they never want to bring it up again. So one of the things that I suggest to people, if it's something somewhat unusual and you have the sense that your partner might not be game, is that you bring it up by introducing them to erotica that contains this thing that you like. Mm. And so you might say, hey, I was reading this story and it was pretty cool. And not say what bits of it were cool, but it was pretty cool. I kind of thought you might like to read it. Or I was reading this story and it was pretty cool. I want to read some of it to you. Sure. And then you get the idea as to how the other person feels and reacts mm-hmm. right in front of you before you've put them on the spot and before you've started to try and, and talk through things. It can be a much lighter way of bringing something in yeah, or bringing gentle, something gentler, out. gentler way of bringing it up. Sure, that's mm-hmm. a good idea. It's a really good idea. And actually, interestingly... Reading a book together is how I began exploring non-monogamy. So I think it can be really helpful to kind of have someone else introduce the subject through words or watching and then use that as a subject of conversation later. And you did say watching as well. And that's the other thing, you know, pull a movie and you've got it in the movie show, you know, watch the movie with your partner and then watch your partner to see. What are they reacting to? Yeah. Um, ultimately, if you have a partner who doesn't show their reactions at all and they're, they're very good at keeping a straight face and they're completely closed in and you're not able to easily tell what turns them on and what doesn't or whether they're aroused or not except for their you know, obvious physiological signs. So if you have a partner with a female body, you may find it harder to know if yeah. she's aroused or if they're aroused because it is harder to tell just by looking. Um, then this gives you the opportunity to explore a bit further. But you may need to ultimately say something more direct. And you can start talking around the edges, but I don't recommend you do that for too long. Sure. Because they'll build up their anxiety thinking that what you're going to ask for is really big. 
sure. something they're definitely not going to like, when maybe what you're going to ask for is something that's actually quite easy. Yeah. I get this question a lot from people who enjoy dressing in the other, um, in the opposite gender clothing. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And they worry about showing an, um, another side to themselves. And they worry about showing that they're aroused by that. Um, they worry about what partners are going to say. So I'm not cool. talking about people who are trans. No, it's absolutely. sexual. It is, you know, absolutely. And I think there's still so much stigma attached to people even playing around with clothes, dressing up where it's yeah. not already a big part of someone's life in terms of cosplay or role play. Yes. I think there are certain, it's very much, I, I would almost say it's kind of a generational and social stigma attached yeah. to kind of men exploring women's clothing in particular. In particular, it's yeah. Shame. It's a real shame. And I think it's something that would be lovely to see break down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so much shame and so much stigma attached to any kind of transvestism. It's just amazing. I mean, for example, the the myth that that um, that men who are transvestites, men who enjoy dressing up in women's clothing and experiencing women's clothing, not because of wanting a gender change or a movement through gender, mm -hmm. but because of a sexual charge to the opposite sex's clothing. Um, perhaps some to the naughtiness of it, that there's yeah. an idea that they might be gay. Um, yeah. And there's a huge thing around that. They're not gay. It's got nothing to do with being isn't it? And again, it's the othering, isn't it? So much of that is about we've othered femininity and therefore anything feminine must therefore be not straight. Or it's just very peculiar. And I think just really challenging those kind of, those kind of stereotypes and those ideas is really important. It is. I mean, that's a great question. So, to recap, if you want to find out what your if your partner is going to be aroused by whatever your specific desire is, and you don't want to just sit down and ask them, try pointing them in the direction of the erotica that tell that describes what you really like. Let them read it, or better yet, you read it to them, read it with them, um, or watch a film if you wish. All of these are great things that you can do to really kind of suss out how they might react to something that is a little bit more unusual. So Anita, where can people find you um, easily if they want to get in touch with you? There's a couple of ways to find out more about my writing and the conscious relationships community that I co-founded a couple of years ago. Alethea.com contains a lot of my original writing about relationships, as well as about the self and food and desire. That's Alethea.com. And it's also possible to drop me a note um, with any questions um, about my writing or my fiction at connect at anitacassidy.uk. So those are two easy ways to get in touch with Anita. Um, I'm going to say that again. You can either check out alethea.com or you can write to connect at anitacassidy.uk if you want to talk to her directly. Um, if you want to reach me, you know you can write to me at lauribeth at drlauribethbisbee.com. I've got stuff coming up. We are now almost the beginning of February. February begins tomorrow. Um, up until the 13th of February, I am in the UK, which is where I'm primarily based. Um, that's the easiest way to get in touch with me. You can head over to my website, which is drlauribethbisbee.com, or go over to the sexylifestylenetwork.com and look at my pages over there. All of them have information on what I do and all the things that I write about. You can find my blogs, all of that there. 
Um, and um, from the 13th of February, I will be in the United States. I'm doing a grand tour over about two weeks. I'm hitting a bunch of events. I will be at um, Winterfire, Dark Odyssey Winterfire in Washington, D.C. area from the 15th to the 18th of February. I will then be teaching at the Consent Summit which is um, in the Orlando area, and that's from the 23rd to the 24th of February. And I believe both of those events still have tickets left. So go ahead and grab them. And do feel free if you want to come say hello to me and say that you have heard the radio show. That's where you found out about me. Please come up and tell me that. I'll then be in Southern California. I'll be seeing private clients and just seeing some friends. And I'll be briefly in Northern California before hitting Las Vegas on the 28th of February and heading back to the UK. So if you want my full schedule, you can find it on my website or send me an email and it will give you the easiest ways to connect. You can find me on Twitter at Dr. Bisbee or on Instagram at the same. And it's Lori Beth Bisbee on Facebook. And Anita, what's your Twitter handle? I can be found at Anita Cassidy 76 and you can follow Alethea at We Are Alethea, which is A-L-E-T-H-Y-A. Yeah, that's right. We Are Alethea. Yep. 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 And it's a good, good idea to do that because that will help you find out all about what the next events that are coming up are. Next week, the letter is B. And B next week is for BDSM. I'm going to be joined by some of the cast and crew of Divine Deviants. Ray Spannon, Jorg Fokule, Lola DeMilo, Adam Udekirk, and Beatrice Stonebanks. And I'm really looking forward to this. It's going to be a big panel interview. We're going to talk all about this movie and all about this project. Is there anything that you're going to be doing you want to draw people's attention to in the next couple of weeks? In the next two weeks, we're officially launching the Aletheia site, um, all the new content. We've got some exciting new features literally going live in the next fortnight. Um, and we're having a big party in central London on the 8th of February. And then once that's done, I'm finishing my first draft of book number three. Uh, I am really looking forward to this launch and I'm looking forward to the party. I'll be speaking there briefly and I'll be hanging out um, all evening. I really hope that um, we get a nice sized crowd for that. It should be a lot of fun. It will be a lot of fun. And I really want to encourage you guys. This has been a great first show. We've had a lot of fun. Please write in with questions, or you can even write in with show suggestions. If you've got a letter you want to know about, if there's a word you want to know about, do it. And I will look forward to seeing you all next week on the A to Z of Sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network, part of voiceamerica.com. If you want to listen to the replay, head over to my host page, and you can find it there. Thanks so much for joining me, Anita Cassidy. It's been a load of fun. Thanks for having me. We've had a great time. We've had a great time. Thanks so much. And thanks for everyone for listening. Thank you for listening. And I hope I see more of you next week. Please come back soon. Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience. 
warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at thesexylifestyle.com with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing, and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to thesexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. We hope you learned something today. But if you have more questions, go ahead and email them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Then be here next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of The A to Z of Sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. See you next week. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.